I want to continue. I would like to do. <laughs> I would like to do today. I want to. Um, Eight time we, we have been studying Kinyani Atayra, and maybe it could be we'll get to Kinyan Atayra too today. But I want to also this Shabbos Kaidish. So Klal Yisrael, this past Shabbos Kaidish learned the second parak of Avos. We were did a lot of learning over Shabbos Baruch Hashem, but we didn't have the opportunity to learn the second parak. Rabbi Shapiro brilliantly told us some beautiful Torah on the first parak of Avos. I want to learn a couple of Mishnayis in the second parak of Abbas, what Klai Yisrael learned. I want to study with the Chevra one Rebbeinu Yaina that I find to be an incredible Rebbeinu Yaina. Revolba, Revolba very much pushed Yeshiva guys to know the entire Masechta Abbas with Rebbeinu Yaina. You find Rebbeinu Yaina, Abbas, the Masechta's Abbas, in the back of Abbasara Harius Edias. It prints Mesechtas Avas in the Gemara, in the back of Avodah Zarah, and it has the Rambam on one side, Rashi on the other side, and Rebbeinu Yoyin on the bottom. Rebbeinu Yoyin is a peerish revolver, very much pushed. Eitan, I want, by the time you come back from Eretz Yisrael, learning there a couple of years, I want you to have learned Avis with Rebbeinu Yoyin. Rebbeinu Yoyin is very, very important, as many Rishayin, but Avolba pushed Yeshiva guys. I think it should be something that a guy conquers. It's very doable. You can buy a copy of Rebbeinu Yoyin on Avais. It has Avais. It has the Rambam on one side, Rashi on the other, and Rebbeinu Yoyin on the bottom. You can buy an Avais like that. There's a specific Rebbeinu Yoyin that I want to study today that's really, really, really important. In Avais, that you'll, you'll see in your learning of Avais, Chevra, a lot of confusion, because somebody will quote a Mishnah. It's arbitrary, David Svi, what Mishnah something is. How you break up the Mishnah is, we have no Messiah. So in one version, it will be Mishnah Yod Gimel. Then you'll look up a different Mishnah. It's okay, second parak Mishnah Yod Gimel, and you won't find it. Because in that version, it could be Mishnah Tesvav. And it's just broken up. You can break up the Mishnayis in different ways. So don't get lost in Avais what Mishnah it is, what Perak that we have a Messiah. The Perak we have a Messiah. The Mishnah, we don't have a Messiah. Now, there are six weeks from, we know, we know that there are six Shabbasis. We, we count from Pesach until Shavuos. And the sixth interim Shabbosah, the minute of Klal every week is to learn one of Shabbosah to Mimais. It's seven weeks. There are a minimum of six Shabbosahs. And Klal Yisrael learns every Shabbos one parak of Avais. There are really five parakim in Avais. The sixth parak is not really part of Avais. It's a compilation of statements from Tanayim about Torah. That's the sixth parak of Avais. And the minute in Klal Yisrael is to learn the entire Avais from Pesach to Shavuos. So Klai Yisrael, this past Shabbos Kodesh, learned the second parak of Avis. In the second parak of Avis, we're told that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had five precious Talmidim. Rabbi Yazid ben Horkinus was one. Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya was a second, Rabbi Yaisi Akayim was a third, Rabbi Shem ben Nisanel a fourth, Rabbi Laza ben Arach. He had five very famous students. And he gave them homework. And he told these students, Suru, go out and see 
Very fascinating homework. And he said, Go out and see. For all of us who learn Shas, Tzuru'u is a very fascinating language because what does it say always in Shas when we look to bring Rayas to something? What's the Lashen? Ta Shema. Ta means bow, come. Come and listen. And here he says, go out and see. Very, very interesting. Normally in Shas, when you want to prove something, you say, Tashma, come, come. Come listen, Chevra, come. Tashma, here is the famous go, not come. Su'u, go and see. Now why do you say go and not come? Is very, very, very important. He didn't say come and see. He, said, he didn't say come and hear, go and see. Now there's a different lush and also normally it's come, come and hear, and here it's go and see. Tzuru, he told the exact opposite of Tashima. And what he asked them, what was the homework? To find the midah, derech taiva, the path, shiadabik ba'adam. What's the most important path of your life? This is the derech, this is the derech taiva, the path, shiadabik ba'adam, that a person should cleave to. This sounds like the, like the essence of your life. And Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai asked his students to tell him what is the main path to cleave to. Anybody who studies Midas, who studies character traits, and there are hundreds of character traits, knows that they're very linked one to another. But he asked him, what's the central, what's the backbone, what's the ikker? Now when he said, Suru, go and see, is very different than come and hear. Come means enter into my world, into the world of Torah. Whenever it says Tashima, we're going to explore the world of Torah. And come, enter into the inner of the world. The Torah is the blueprint of the world. Come and listen, we're going to study the blueprints and we'll figure it out. That's come in here. Tzuru, go and see, means that you have to experience life. Tzu means go out there, live life. And your own life experience, you'll experience it, you will witness it. You have to observe and watch your own life. And in discovering the Mida Taiva, the central Mida, each person has to discover it on their own. Each person through their own life's experience. And I, I, I tend to think that what's true by one is not true by the other. I have proofs in this, Mishnayis. Maybe we'll see it. But each one, each one life's experience, what the central midah that you should grab onto is different, unique by every person. And Rabbi Yechidah Menzakai gives homework to his Talmidim, go out, experience. He doesn't say for how long, but he says, Suru, experience life, go out there and see the derech taiv shiadabik badam, the proper path. Rebbe Yezer says, ayin taiv, to work on good eyesight, to see good in people, ayin taiv, that the most important attribute in the world is to learn to see good in others. That's where Rebbe came back and discovered. All of us know Avram Avinu started our people. 
And the Midah, the Mishnah says about Avram Avinu, was that he saw good in others. To learn to see good. There's a world full of amazing goodness. Ayin Taiv, develop good sight. Develop the capacity. It's amazing. Somebody can come on this campus and could see all different things. It's, it, it astounds me the different things people could see when they come on the campus. I'm talking about people, why? What would somebody come back? Somebody would spend a week here, a month here, a year here, a day here. What would they see? It really depends what type of eyes you have. If somebody had an eye in Ra, had bad eyesight, would see bad things, because that's what your eyes see. And the first answer, as is said, is to develop an eye in Taif, to develop good eyes. To develop eye in Taif, to see good, to see good. Parents, parents and their children always see a wonderful kid. A mother specifically will tend, he's such a good kid. And, and other people struggle what to see, what the mother sees. I want you to know a mother's view of her child is the absolute truth. The mother's view is the view of God. Hashem gives a mother the view of the child that he has. And to everybody else has to struggle to develop an eye in type, to develop a good eye. Rebel Yezer says the most important midah in the world's ayin taif, to train yourself to see good. We're surrounded by beautiful things. People have wonderful attributes. Friends of ours have attributes that are astoundingly good. We have all different reasons that we don't naturally see it, from jealousy to other types of midas rice. And therefore, we tend not to see people have astounding character traits. Astounding. I'll tell you something interesting. There's a cynical view. When somebody's nifter, so you hear like amazing things and every, go to any funeral, they say amazing things. So the cynic will say, the cynic will say, very famous joke. Achrei Mais Kedoshim are the two parshas we just read in a row. Achrei Mais, after somebody dies, Kedoshim, all of a sudden they're holy. Achrei Mais Kedoshim. Emmer, they'll say that too. But Achrei Mais Kedoshim, after Achrei Mais Kedoshim, after he's dead, Kedoshim, people say they're holy. And the cynic will say exaggerations. It's not true. It's simply not true. I'll tell you when I, when I thought of this, and not, not, it's not the only time I thought of this. It happens to be, after the Meron tragedy of a year ago, I read up about the Kedoshim. There were different articles about the people who passed on, and it was awe-inspiring. Now, I will say it's very likely that Hashem selected very holy Karbanis. Very likely. But I do want to say people have awesome attributes. And our tendency is while people are alive, not to see it. We have all different biases not to see good. If we're surrounded by goodness, it's too compelling that we have to be good. It's much easier to see bad, and it doesn't cost me anything. If he's bad, then (laughs) listen, I'm better than him. (laughs) It's very costly to see good all around. That's mechayev, that obligates. There are other reasons that we don't see good, 
But the reality is it's a beautiful world full of tremendously beautiful, inspiring things to see. And the first Midah that Rabbi Yezer says, this great Talmud, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei, the Midah, he said, the derech taiv shi badam. This is the path that a person should cleave to his ayin taiv, is to try to be that person who has good eyesight, who sees positive, who notices the goodness that's around him. There were great, great people who, get, let's talk a name, who was Zeicha in history, historically in the last 300 years, who was known as an Ayin Tov of Klal Yisrael, was none other than Reb Levi Yitzchak of Bardechev. The Bardechev, he was called, does anybody know his nickname? He was called the Sanegar. The Sanegar, the Sanegar means a defender. Ariel, he was the Bardechev, you're right. But his name was the Sanegar. The Sanegar means a defender because he always defended my Klal Yisrael. So if Levi Yitzchak he had worked, he had perfected Ayin Tov. He worked his whole life on this mid of seeing good in Yidin. And he was considered the great protector of the Jewish people. Reb Nachman has writings, what's the biggest impact you can have on your friend in the world? This is Pasha true. The biggest impact you can have on your roommate, Mel, to me, there's not a close second is see him as a good person. There's not a close second. I don't care what you do for him, how much money you give him, how many hugs, how many movies you take, I don't know, basketball games. I don't care what kindness you do for him. The biggest thing you could do for another person, but it can't be pretend, yellow. It's not what you say to a guy, oh, you're amazing, Pat, Pat. It's what you hold about a person. If you're an eye in type, if the biggest impact you'll have on somebody is you hold they're a good person. By the way, you can only give musr to somebody you hold as a good person. If you hold, I'm going to tell you a pshat. It's one of my favorite pshatim in the world. Almost any excuse I have to say this pshat, I say this pshat. I beg you, if you when when you graduate yeshiva time, this is a psha you should carry in your pocket from the Ksav cipher. Maisha's first day in yeshiva, Maisha. I want this to be your shalom aleichem to the yeshiva. Listen to the words of the Ksav cipher. Who heard word of the day? The word of the day we're going to say. What's the word? Patronizing. <laughs> Who just said that? I love you. What did he just say? He said sadical. <laughs> 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 what is patronizing? Word of the day. What does it mean? It's treat with an apparent kindness. Patronizing is you treat someone like a baby. Sadical. Here you have, I'm sitting next to Mo Muller. He's sophisticated. The man is disciplined. The man is positive. The man is from the most growing people I've ever met. You treat him like a kid, sadical. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're, you're literally being disrespectful to him. It's called patronizing. When you treat somebody with a disrespect and praise them in a way that puts them down, it's, the English word would be condescending. You look low at somebody. I have seen two rebellion, one talk, sweet talk, and he has a massive disrespect for his students. Oh, it's sadical. No, nice to see you. That's, that's garbage. I have seen Rebbeim yell at a bacher. So what are you doing? 
Anybody who has seen Reb Zone listen to a student, or I was snicky, undress a bachar, I don't mean literal, I mean to rip him. Revezi Shabbos spoke about literal things. <laughs> I, 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 if I was snicky, rips a bachar, I was snicky's rip, and he's tough. His toughness is more respectful to the bachar than another Rebbe's niceness. And listen to this pshat from the Ksav Seifreitan. This is like, it's what I say this pshat whenever I can, not for the pshat, for the idea behind the pshat. The, the Pasuk says, listen to this, Yechiel. The Pasuk says, Al toichach leitz. Don't give musr to a leitz. A leitz is a scaffer. Al toichach leitz. Don't give musr to a leitz. Pen yisna eka. Lest he'll hate you. Give Musr to a wise person, Viyaveka, and he'll love you. Ariel, you hear the words? Al Toichach Leitz, Avi. Avi, don't give Musr to a Leitz. Pen Yisneka, lest he hates you. Give Musr to a wise man, Viyaveka, and he'll love you. Frak Duran, Frak Durishan, the Gemara Bhavmatsiya says you have to give Musr to somebody if he smacks you. This week's parashas kedoshim achayach tochiach zamisecha. You have to give musr. If the guy hits you. The gemara says he punches you. You have to give musr. Add to, until that point, he shouldn't mamish punch you. But if he's mad at you, you still give him musr. What if he and, clips you and says sorry? <laughs> <laughs> then forget it. And it's, so, what does it mean? <laughs> Don't give musr to a late. What does it mean, Al Toichach Leitz? Don't give Musa to a Leitz. Lest he'll hate you, you have to give Musa to everybody. Says the Ksav Seifer, listen to this chat, that it's not talking about two different people. It's not saying, a Leitz, don't give Musa. It's talking about how you look at the person. If you look at him as a Leitz, Al Toichach Leitz, don't look at him as a Leitz, then he'll hate you. If the guy you're talking to, you look at as a good person, he'll love you. If you give Musr to somebody who you're hold of, you hear the Pshadi saying? It's not talking about two different people. The Pasuk says, Don't give Musr to a scaffer. Give Musr to a wise man, he'll love you. Says the Ksav Savior, it's not talking about two different people. It means if you look at him like a leitz when you give him musr, eh, so that'll hate you. If you give him musr and you see a chacham, you see a good person, he'll love you. So it's not talking about two different people, it's talking about your look at the person. It all's totally how you look at the guy. If you look at somebody as, you look down, that, <laughs> that guy, you're, cl- you're wrong, by the way, when you look down at a person. And the first midah that Rebeliezer says to work on is ayin taif, don't be fooled by superficial things. Don't be fooled by superficiality. A lot of why we struggle to see my listen people is we fall for superficial things. We get distracted by stupidity. Ayin taif is a powerful good eye to see the truth, to see that which is good. Rebeliezer says, Avi, Welcome home, Taka. Avi Jacobs, welcome home. Look at you. So, Avila, would you guys believe me if I tell you that Avi flew from Toronto to New York together with a group of Russia, a flight of Russia Yeshiva, including a Lakewood Russia Yeshiva, Rel Yabrudni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on that flight, yeah, yeah. How are they?
Amazing, So that's what Eliezer said. Rabbi Yeshua says, I want to go fast through the other three. Rabbi Yeshua says, to be a good friend. That the most, de- the biggest derech to think about is to be a chaver toiv, is to be a proper friend for the next person. Make yourself a good friend. It happens to be in the Hasham news, in the Hasham news when we, when, we, when we do tshuva, we did today, it's Bahab. So the second Ashamnu is Bagadnu, disloyalty. The second thing we regret is disloyalty. And there's such a beautiful thing to be a loyalist, a chaver toiv, a good friend. And Rabbi Yeshua says that the most important thing in the world, the derech taiv shiadabik badam, the path that a certain person should cleave to is to be a chaver taiv, is to be a good friend, to be there for your friend, to be a loyal friend, the chaver taiv. Rabbi Yaisi Aimeshachin Taiv, to be a good neighbor. Rabbi Shimon Aimea to perceive the future. To be a person who's in touch, to see future, to understand what's got results and what happens, to be rayas and island. Rebeliezer are malev taiv. And Rebeliezer, the last, the Rebeliezer, the last of the students of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, Lev taiv. Amr lehem. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the great Rebbe, said, Raya aniyaz de Rebeliezer ben Arachman devreichem. The one that I see more than all of your words is Lev taiv. What is a leiv toiv, Chavra? What does it mean, a good heart? I want to study Rebbeinu Yaina with the Chavra. It's the most overused. If people throw around this word, somebody has a leiv toiv. A leiv toiv is a very big madrega. It's Rebbe Lazar's answer, the derech toiv shiadabik bahadam. It's the right path, Yosef, that a person should grab onto is Lev Taiv. What does it mean to be a Lev Taiv? So I would like the guys, Akiva, I want the Chavr to know Rebbeinu Yaina. This Rebbeinu Yaina, everybody really should be aware of Yechiel. It's worth to come to Yeshiva to find out what's a Lev Taiv. He has a good heart. What does that mean? So listen to what Rebbeinu Yaina says a Lev Taiv is. It's going to be hard to read. Yes, thanks a million. Thank you, thank you. Much better. Yeah. Thank you, Evezi. Much better. Says Rabbeinu Yaina, Al Kainir Lefarish. He brings another pshat. He argues on it. He says, I don't like. He brings the pshat and says he dislikes it. He says, I'll tell you the pshat that he rejects. He says that Lev Toiv means Tikkun Amidos, to fix a person's Midos. He says the person is Sameach Bechelkoi. Good midas is Sameach Bechelkoi. That's what he says. 
as part of his description of somebody who has good midas, Sameach Bechelkai. So Lev Toivud means somebody who makes their midas good. The specific is Sameach Bechelkai. He ends up, Rebbeinu Yoyne, not liking that shot. And he says, Al Kain Lefarish. Therefore, he doesn't say why not. But he says, Al Kain Lefarish. The pshat that he likes, ki leiv toiv ratzaloymar midas haratzayin, that a person has the midah of ratzayin. Zehu, what is that? What's ratzayin? Is a savlon, somebody who's patient. She'enai kitzah ruach, they're not short-spirited. Umisrachik mimidas hakas, it's the most opposite of anger. And this is Lev Taiv, is a person who's patient, Savlon, the opposite of anger, and they answer softly to people, even if somebody does bad to them, they're Savlon, they accept it, and they don't have bitter in their mouths. Their palate is all sweets, and they're full of delights. Olev Taiv is the opposite momo of Kas, it's Savlan. Patient, understanding, accepting. Even when bad is done, they let it go. This is the Midah. And Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai Paskins, that this one, I see this one more than all the others, that the derech toiv shiadabik ba'adam, the path that we should always, all our life, be working towards is a lev toiv. A lev toiv is somebody who's the opposite of kas, who works and works and works. It's an avayda. It won't come because you want to be there. And you can't, it doesn't help saying, I'm not angry and you're steaming. It helps to have a process to become a person who's the opposite of Midas Akas, is a savlon, is patient, and is misrachik Midas Akas, is most distance from anger, and answers b'ma'an arach, they reply softly, even if davarach, even if somebody does bad to them, yizbeleyu, they're soivalit, ve'ein mar b'fiyu. This is the mid of a lev taiv, somebody who's worked and worked on their inners and has a lev taiv. Like we discussed about shaymim cherpas and ve'einim mishivim, it's very, very dangerous because somebody can want a lev taiv and wants to be soival but inside is exploding it doesn't make you a lev taiv because you want a lev taiv. There's inner work and inner conversation and a process to become a lev taiv. But at least it should be enticing to us. We know what a lev taiv. That Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said that this is the middle. Royani estvarov. He paskins and he says, I agree with him. All your things you came back are important. All the other thing, ayin toiv, chaver toiv, shaching toiv, reyes anoylad. But the one that he sees as most, the one that royani is tivirullah ben arach medivreichem, the one that's most central is this mid of lev toiv. And the lev toiv is a savlon, somebody who accepts and bears and is patient with another person. That's a huge, huge madrega of savlanus, a savlon. Another name for a savlon, by the way, is an anav. 
Anava and Savlanus are tremendously linked. Anava and Savlan. And the midah that a person in a profound way is a Savlan, works on himself and builds himself to this midah table of Savlan. That they're soival, the next person, that's what we refer to as lev toiv, as a good-hearted person. They've been miyasher, their midas. They've worked out their midas to come to a place of savlonus. And that's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai Paskins as the most important midah. So that was the first, that was the first mishnah that I wanted to learn with this chevra. And I wanted to learn with the chevra. Why is it there, all their words are included in this one? Yeah, Rav says we have to study. Why is it Bechlal? We have to really study it. I'm not prepared to speak about this, though, the question. Rav says, why do we see in a Savlan, what does it have to do with an Ayin Toiv, seeing good in others? What does it have to do with a Chavar Toiv, and a Shachin Toiv, and Reyes Anoilad? Now, the first three are very, very easy. The first three to connect to Lev Taiv, all of us could do it easily. The fourth one of perceiving the future, Rayas Anailad, what does it do with being a Savlan? The first three are very, very simple. Because the first three, in order to be an Ayin Taiv, to see people as good, what's much deeper yet is I have to accept. At the point that I accept the difficult parts, I'll be able to see the good parts. Remember we said that the reason, one of the reasons we don't see goodness in people is we get distracted. Because they have an annoying feature. And that distracts us if I have savlanus, if I have patience and acceptance for the difficult part, I'll actually be able to see the good part. So ayin toiv is very easy. Chaver toiv is dvarim pshutim, the best thing we could do for our friend. If we accept him and appreciate him, so that's easy. Shachin toiv, easy. The one that's very, very difficult, and what Revezi most is asking, is Rayas anayla. The mid of Rayas anayla means to anticipate the future. To be somebody... Now, when a guy is savlanus, has patience, and accept others, what shaykh is to Rayas anayla? It's a very, very good question. The I have theories. What? The is yeah, good. yeah, much, much better. I have, yes, yes. I have theories on it. I don't know. I'm not prepared to speak on it, but that does need work. Why Raya Sanaylad has to do it lifetime? I want to go on to another mission in the second parak. I do want to go on to another mission in the second parak and say as follows. I want to tell you another Rebbeinu Yaina. I want to study another Rebbeinu Yaina, and I, I want to share this with everybody here. I think this is a vital Rebbeinu Yaina to be aware of. Revolba said, said that the Midah that most hangs around yeshivas, the most dangerous Yetzirah in yeshivas, Revolba says is Kenna. Jealousy hangs around yeshivas, Shalom. Why does it hang around yeshivas? Yeshivas are places where people are acquiring. We are watching daily people soar and grow and develop. And it's a very natural instinct to be jealous, to have a kinna. If people acquire mundane physical matters, I'm jealous. If they acquire lofty spiritual madragas, so it's natural to be very jealous. Look what he has, look what he's getting. And a tremendous Yetzirah in Yeshiva's jealousy. Now listen to this Mishnah, listen to Rebbeinu Yaina, and I want to talk about this for the last thing we'll talk about today. 
in our Hachana, it's the 23rd day of the Omer, in our Hachana for Kabbalah Satayra, I want to talk about this. It connects to Kenyane Atayra. Please listen. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Ayin Hara. The Mishnah says three things that I might see in Esa Adam in Olam that destroy a person from this world. And one of the three things is Ayin Hara. Now I'm going to quote Rabbeinu Yaina. Listen to Rabbeinu Yaina. He says, somebody who's ma'ayinas chaveray, somebody who sees his friend, ha'asher mimenu, who's richer than him. His friend has drives his fancy car, maybe that's on my mind for some reason. He sees a friend driving a gorgeous car, and he gets jealous, and he says to himself, ya'asher kamayu, when will I get rich? I also want to listen to this, Yechiel. So a guy sees his friend, and he's jealous. People who know this world teach us, Rabbeinu Yaina tells us, anything you look at your friend and you're jealous of, some spirit comes out of that thought. If you look, Yitzchak, listen to this. Are you a big guy who believes in Ayin Haraz, Yitzchak? You know, he juries out. It's, Doobie, how about you're a big guy? In, do you believe in Ayin Haras? Kind of. You're kind. They're both, they're both a little, they're worried about it. So let's read what it is. Let's get some awareness. What's Ayin Hara? Says Rebbeinu Yoyna from Chachmei Ateva. People who know about this world, Shalom. He says that if, you, if somebody looks at another person and desires it, he says from that thought... You create some avir, some harmful air. Mm-hmm. And you burn. There's a new type of psychology. It's a big shiloh if it's kishif or not. Does anybody know about this psychology? Their whole teachers, what? There's a new psychology, and it's a big shiloh in the Zara. There's a name that has to do with vibes and how you feel about others. And they could feel, it's, they call them auras, and you feel different people's auras. There's a name to this. What? Yeah, yeah. There's a name to this stuff. They feel your energy. And, and they say, like, you could do damage to others with your energy. You could heal people with your energy. They're not psychics. It's a whole movement. And it's a big shail in the Paiskim, if it's Abay Dezara. Rabbeinu Yoyna writes... That if you look negatively at a person, he says from the Chachmei Ateva, it's amazing. He says if you look negative at a person, you're jealous. From your thought, this doesn't sound like Avay Dezara. He says from your negative thought, he says, it's You give a bad look, you're like, oh. He said you bring damaging air. And it burns the thing you look at. It does damage. Gam bikirba yisari. But it burns inside of you as well. Since you have a taiva to things that you can't do, that machshavas mikalkeles gufay. It does damages to the own person's body. And it destroys a person from this world. Amazing. Rabbeinu Yoyna writes that the negative eye does damage to the person you're thinking about. 
and it comes back and does damage to yourself. Now, I'm going to explain in a minute. This is Rebbeinu Yoyna. This is not, he quotes Chachmei Ateva, people, wise people who know the nature of the world. Yosef, scary stuff. He says if we look at somebody's success and we're jealous and upset about it, we do damage to that person. What we look at and we're upset he has it, it's Sayrif, does damage, but it also bounces back and does damage to the person who has that machshava. This is, if you think this is any exaggeration, the gra says, an amazing gra. There's a pasuk that says, Ki bechina mizayra reshes be'ene kol balchanaf. For nothing is the trap set in the eyes of all flying things. The grass says that birds have a more spiritual sense than animals on the floor. He says because they're closer to Shamayim, they're more spiritual. He says that people put traps to try to trap birds. They want the bird to eat it, and then bang, it traps the birds. He said if a guy is stingy, he thinks negative to others and doesn't want good to others, his trap often won't be able to catch birds. Why? Because since he doesn't like other people, very bad energy comes out of him, like Rebbeinu Yaina. And the birds are sensitive to that energy. They see a free piece of meat by him, they say he's just trying to trap us. He doesn't like anybody. We see they could sense his energy. The Gra writes this. So, Rabbeinu Yaina writes from the Chachmei Ateva that if we look bad at somebody, we do damage. It's one of the scariest things I ever heard in my life. Because all of us then, you know, the topic of guns, gun control is a big topic in America, gun control. And who has the guns? I think about this question a lot. I always try to think which side am I on the gun control debate? On the one hand, I, the place like Texas, which is very Republican and that everybody's the right to carry arms. So on the one hand, I feel very safe because in every crowd, there's like a couple of healthy guys that have a gun. On the other hand, Shalom, I feel very scared because there are a lot of sickos who have a gun. I always wonder when in places that are into stronger gun control, so did you take it out of the hands of the good guy or the sicko? Some part of me says the sicko will manage to get a gun, at least let the good guy have a gun. In Eretz Yisrael, great tzaddikim in Eretz Yisrael. The, the Slonim Rebbe just made a public proclamation, Revad Yosef's son, both came out just with public proclamations. There have been a lot of attacks on Yidin that any chassid who has a license to carry a gun should carry a gun even on Shabbos. They just came out with a proclamation asking their chassidim today walking around with guns. I don't know if that got you more scared or less scared. Now, I'm sure they're practicing and have good shots. Lemaisa, Shalom, where do you stand on gun control? He's, the, he's a guy, he's a Republican fellow. I don't know where I stand yet. The right to bear arms, any good Republican is very stark. Everybody should have the right to bear arms. It's a good question. A, a guy like Shalom who holds that way, loves that, doesn't, nobody likes the story, but likes the ending of the story. A guy in Texas, there was a famous video, guys in yeshiva showed around, some gunman stood up to do damage at a place of worship in Texas. How many people shot him? Like seven people murdered the guy. <laughs> 
it's, it wouldn't be funny if somebody got shot, but it was not one person. It wasn't like set, he had bullets from seven different directions put a hole in him. Guys in yeshiva, the, the guys who hold everybody has the right to bear arms were very big on that picture. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, I do say to those guys, that Meshuggah had a gun also, but okay. Yeah, I hear, I hear. That video certainly ended like the gun control. That's, that's, I don't know. It's a good Shiloh. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, this Shiloh, I'm still juries out. Which way do you stand, Momo? Democrat? These guys, everybody here is Republican? Me and Ephraim are not so sure. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe less guns. Maybe less guns. I don't, guns get me scared. You know, maybe less guns in the world be better. I, I don't think. I don't, I don't like guns. guns. So that's Mo. 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 Mo is stark. We have a lot of Republicans over here. He's stark at the right to bear arms and put a gun in everybody, and things are better off. Eitan, you're misupik. I'm misupik. I don't know where I stand. In Canada, we never heard of this. Which way are you? Canada's liberal. Yeah. I don't know what I hope, but I think of course for what you say, I'm sorry to think that you're pro because then it takes away the guns from the good people, so to speak. I don't say I'm pro, personally. I know, I know. Oh, you're saying, no, those guys. Like yeah. No, I don't know. I know, I know. <laughs> 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 well, like, what do you say that's more normal people than my fear, I think that's for sure much more normal, but my fear, you're saying which way, with allowing guns? That's the theory to allow, is as more healthy than that, which is definitely true. So everybody carries guns, the, the goods will outweigh the bads. That's the theory for. The theory against is let's get, but even if a lot of people have a good, if a bad guy has a gun, bad things could happen before the good guy can respond. That's the, so the theory anti-gun is keep guns out of everybody's hands. So Mo says a bad guy's still going to get it. You're just going <laughs> to, some good you did. Like the good guy, now the healthy guy doesn't have a gun and the bad guy. That's fascinating. It's the prohibition on alcohol. They found different ways to get alcohol the same way. Guns weren't here. It's fast. It's a fast. I, I, Ariel holds that way also. Ariel holds that the bad guy gets a hold of it anyway. Now just you took it away from the good guy. Some help you did. I have other parallel Shilas Eitan like this. To me, it only matters what the Torah holds. It's all that matters. Every truth's in the Torah. It's all that matters. We, can, we have to handle, so what, what, what does the Torah hold about this? What, what, and what's the, yeah. It needs, but no, it needs rayas, it needs, it needs work, it needs work, it needs work. It really needs work. What's the Torah? We lemaisev to tzaddikim, but they're not making laws, they're responding to the laws. We have tzaddikim coming out now telling their chassidim. To me, it's Pasha today. I asked, I, I, it's Pasha to me, Baruch Hashem on the campus, that we have, we have some guns here, that we have people guarding our campus. That's a normal show. We should never, never, never need it. And to me in shuls, I want somebody in my shul carries a gun. That's important. I think every shul right now, I don't want to scare anybody. I just want to be, just to be honest, but I'm not saying what the laws should be. I'm saying based on the sitch that is, I think every shul should have a gun in the shul. I do think that's, that's normal. No, Daniel? 
But I'm not saying what the policy is. That's, that's a serious Shilas. Anyway, anyway, what? And bring it every Shabbos. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think a shul, to me, it's, again, they're bigger people deciding. <laughs> I'm like, look. But <laughs> so I'll tell you we have a go. But <laughs> so I'll tell you, how did we get the gun control? And Maish is wondering, like he flies from Detroit and the place is having a, we're having a vat about gun control here. No, I'm, the way we got to this whole sugya is the absolute fear that Rabbeinu Yaina describes that we all carry a gun. And the gun we carry, and this is like such a frightening scene, the scene of a gun just going off and bullets flying is a frightening, (laughs) frightening scene. The problem is in many ways that's you and I. Because when we look bad at people, we're doing damage. And he's describing from Chachmei Teva that we're doing serious damage by looking around and being jealous all over. And if so, right here, we each have two guns that's doing damage. And the question is, what do we do about gun control with our two eyes? We could speak today till tomorrow about whether we should asir or matir guns, but the two eyes are for sure mutter. And the two eyes are for sure looking around. And when the two eyes see negative, it does damage. That's Rabbi Yoyna writes. It's Sayrif Esadvarim Sha'ayin Behem It burns. That which you see negatively, it burns. So now we're left with a serious problem that we're dangerous. We're armed and dangerous. We're armed with two Ainayim that when they're jealous of somebody, we literally do damage to them. We look and we say, and you burn the good things that he has, you're dangerous. Avi, that's scary to me. That's scary that our eyes are so dangerous and have such a capacity to hurt and damage. If it doesn't scare somebody what his eyes could do somebody else, then be selfish and know that it comes back and burns the person himself. Rabbi Yoyne continues on, and he says, Amachshava hahu, hahi, that thought, milkalkeles gufa, it destroys his body. Now we're really, if you're, if you're selfish, if somebody would be selfish and not care that his machshava hurts other people, it in turn is milkalkeles gufa, it damages his own body. Now we're really in a dangerous place. And the question now becomes, the question becomes, what do we do about it? Before I answer the question, I want to give some homework. And this, this is no shaykh is the question. The question that I want, but I want you to be bothered by the question. If you're not bothered, then I have nothing to learn. The question is, is how do we control those guns? We all have two guns right here that when they look negative at somebody and they're jealous, and not happy with somebody else's success, it does damage to that person, and in turn shoots back and does damage, it ricochets off that person, and it's mekalkeles the guf of the one who has that bad machshava, does damage. Very, very dangerous. That is scientific, very bitter people. People who are negative and bitter, 
it's dangerous for a person's body, very, very dangerous for a person's body. That's for his, for his own body, extremely true. Have Miller spoke about this in terms of strokes? Just very, very dangerous. <laughs> and the question is what? Yes. And the question is, what do we do to get to guard our eyes? What do we do to... So, I, I want it in one minute. I want to get back to that gun control, Ephraim. That, the gun control of our eyes, Shalom. I want to pause for a minute, and I want to say we're going to do a contest that Be'ez HaShem, today is Monday. I would like to do this Wednesday with everybody here, and we do this a few times a year. It's, one, it's a Sphira contest. The winners, the top prize, the winner is going to get $100. The next two people, the second place guy and the third place guy will each get $80. So winner number one gets $100. Winner number two is 80. Winner number three is 80. And the, pro- the contest is as follows. And I want guys to do, we do this every single year in Yeshiva. We do it multiple times, but specifically during Sphere Asimer. And we're going to have a contest on Wednesday during Musser. It's called Odes. And what I'm going to ask is, Sphere Asimer is a time. We just learned today, Ayin Taiv. About having a good eye, Rebbe Liezer's main mida to develop a good eyesight to somebody else. We learned to lave type means to have savlanas, to have patience for another person. We're learning about the power of negativity to do damage. And odes are to either write a song, we can't play music, it's Svirasheimer, we're either to write a song, a poem, it could be a song just without a guitar, without instruments, a poem, it could rhyme. It, it shouldn't just be a speech. It should be in some form of a rhyme where it praises, uh, it could be a rap, a rap is in, bang, in bounds, but it should be a good praise of another person. But it should be the more, the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not simplistic. I'm, sorry, I don't know what the I'm looking for a poem that's, that's not, what's the word I'm looking for? A classy, um, sophisticated. Sophisticated. I'm looking for a geschmacka speech, sincere. Sincere would be that it should be honest. It should be about one person. The person's not let it be a Rebbe. Has to be a Bachar or a dorm counselor only. No Rebbe's in bounds. And to write an ode about another person. Preferably rhyming, even if it doesn't rhyme. If it's poetic in nature, is good. Could be a song. And we're doing odes on Wednesday, very important day. I'm going to ask everybody to come on Wednesday. It will go this Wednesday. This Wednesday, Revezi and myself will be the judges. We will pick the three winners. The top winner is 100 bucks. Second and third place get 80 each. And I'm going to ask guys to write an ode to another bacher, could be a, could be a dorm counselor or a bacher, shalom. But I want many odes. I want guys to have plenty of days. It's the Svira ode. Svira, the Talmidim Rebekivu, and Nifter Shaloi Nagu This Wednesday will be odes. Now the question, so that will be Wednesday. Masking Shmuel, I want to see you. It is allowed to be about a brother. Family members in bounds. Yechil, I want the Hever to write odes. You have till Wednesday. So I want some good odes, David. Svi, it should be about another bacher in yeshiva or a dorm counselor. So it's my 260 bucks? What? No, 
No, you don't have to give the money. You have, to, but you will have to choose. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Each guy chooses. I don't care if everybody writes about Daniel Munchen. It'll be pretty smart. But you can write about anybody you want. Shui, you hear what's going on Wednesday? It's odes. I want you to write a good ode. It, it could be in rhyme, in rap, in a tune, not a tune, grammar, however you like doing it. It should be a proper respect. You're paying respect to another person. And if the guys, but write them. Avi, I want to hear a good ode. Get up and deliver. Delivery matters. Get up and deliver a nice ode to another person in respect. Schmack of respect. It's a nice speech. You're allowed to tease a little bit, but obviously it has to end with good praises. It has to. Anybody you'd like. Another, but can't be a Rebbe. Has to be another Bacher. Bacher or a Dorm Council. That was that was Yavesi's ode. That was Yavesi's ode. <laughs> Probably the most creative ode ever was Mike Gross wrote an ode to basketball, which is pretty cute. <laughs> His ode to basketball. Wednesday during Muslim. Wednesday during Muslim. Yeah, yeah. Yosef Yamaskim, unleash a good ode, Yosef. Viggy, you're on for Wednesday. Maish, Wednesday. Hundred dollars the winner, not bad. Maybe you're on for Wednesday. You see, Ephraim, let's go. Ariel, you write a good ode. Fantastic, Thriller, you're good for an ode for Wednesday. Plenty of time. Anybody who saw Mendy Katz, by the way. If you saw him play baseball today and football yesterday, you'd put that in your own. <laughs> You're just going to write... He's, he's a baller. Smacked the Grand Slam today, Mendy. It was five up. Mendy Katz, bases loaded, knocked it over the fence. Fielding amazing, no? <laughs> 2 0 pitch. Bang. <laughs> oh, he's a Rebbe here. Make a taste. Revezi says you can't write on a Rebbe. It's true. It's true. It's true. What? <laughs> it's a good way of getting a win. David, you're going to write an ode for Wednesday? Judy, you're going to write an ode for Wednesday? Wednesdays are odes. Vinish, you're going to write a couple of odes? Maybe I'll write one for Vinish. Maybe I'll write one for Vinish. That might not be a bad idea. Dovi, you're allowed to do for a family member an ode. Revezi, <laughs> <laughs> do they get extra for doing for a family? Is that like more likely to win doing for a family member? Zicher, no? I think so. <laughs> it's not fair, he says. <laughs> Tell him you're going to write a good ode. Okay, Chavrit, let's do this fast. I want to just, I want to answer, Rabbi Say. This was, <laughs> what is the gun control to our Enayim? This for sure, we need some method. Our Enayim are dangerous, Yaakov. And Rabbi Nuyayna describes Yaakov that when we look bad at somebody, 
it does damage. So what's the etza? Yes, that's right. What do you say? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the Marsha says that's the seifim, not chachamim. Seifim says a lower madrig. The Marsha says chachamim don't use jealousy. In yeshiva is not built on some like competition. We're not like. Waterbury wasn't built on like spiritual competition. Who can like out, outdo the next guy? That's, it's each person is a wonderful human being. So Ben, see, what do we do about the gun called our eyes? What's the gun control? So Rabbeinu Yoyna writes two words. When he introduces this topic, he says something that I want to end with. And Rabbeinu Yoyna writes that Mi she'ena sameach b'chelkei. Somebody who doesn't sit there and rejoice in their own chalak. He says, And then he starts a discussion and they look at somebody else. And Rabbeinu Yaina himself says the sugya, the only answer. You know, every gun, what's that called on a gun? They have some lock so it doesn't just shoot. What's that called? A safety. The safety for every human being is Samech Bechelke. Rabbeinu Yaina, when he describes the guns that the eyes can be and the damage it does to others and ourselves, he starts out, Perish, Misha'ena Samech Bechelke. The answer to it all is Samech Bechelke. The only aids to control and protect these Enayim from being damaging to others and ourselves is to learn to accept and be happy with ourselves in a profound way. Accept our station in life. Accept what our abilities are. Accept ourselves in a deep way. Sameach b'chelkoi. To have a deep and profound appreciation for our situation. My parents, everything about my situation. There's a very, very famous story in the Musser movement that I want to close with this idea. It's one of the most famous stories in the Muslim movement. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter Shalom had three, Noam, Rabbi Yisrael had three primary Talmidim. His primary three Talmidim were the altar of Kelm, whose name was Reb Simcha Zissel Kelm of Kelm. Reb Simcha Zissel was one student. Rabbi Amsterdam was a second. Rabbi Itzel Petelberg. Those are accepted. He had many Talmidim. We look at Eitan, the three primary Talmidim are those three. Reb Simcha Zissel, Reb Naftali Amsterdam, Reb Itzel Petelberg. Reb Naftali Amsterdam comes to his Rebbe, Reb Yisrael, and he said, Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the heart of the Yisoyed Vishayur Shoav if I had his heart, I'd be able to serve Hashem. Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the Mayach of the Shagasarya, if I had the brain of the Shagasarya, I'd be able to serve Hashem. Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the Midas of you, Rebbe, of Rebbe Yisrael Salant, I'd be able to serve Hashem. And Rebbe Yisrael said very, very famous words to, to Rebbe Naftali Amsterdam, to his beloved Talmud. And he said, Naftali, Mitain Elev, with your heart. Naftali, Mitaina Mayach with your brain. Naftali Mitaina Midas with your Midas. That the service of Hashem is precisely in your station. I, there's a line, it's funny, I discovered something, maybe my midlife crisis. 
I've recently discovered, and I asked my wife if she knew this about me, and she st- started laughing. And my kids started laughing. I made a discovery midlife about myself. A few guys who hang out with me, who drive with me a lot, when I made the discovery, just started laughing. It's very funny when everybody around you knew something about you that you didn't know. And what I found out recently is as follows. I, Baruch Hashem, have a nice fancy car, and there's a feature on the car that, you know, the, on the, uh, w- w- one of the words of the day, we already had one word, patronizing, rumble strips. What are rumble strips, Hevra? Yeah, you both know that. On the side of the road to make sure you stay awake, they have what's called rumble strips. And the rumble strips, you're driving in the car, sounds like a shotgun. The car makes sounds to keep you awake, to make sure you don't drive off the road. This car has a feature that you could press, and it makes sure you have good lane integrity. And if you touch the white line, the car goes meshug. It makes sounds this way. It makes kishmak, and it makes like a pleasant, like ish, like a noise, a screech, as a. So it does, it's like you make your own rumble strips. And my kids put it on, and I got like the biggest headache of my life. And I realized that I have zero lane integrity. And I don't really, I, I'm not talking about dangerous, I'm, I'm, I'm a very safe driver, but like I have to myself when there are no cars around, I'm, I don't really go as to why. I hold you driving both, like, like those are suggestions. If there's cars, I'd be careful. <laughs> I realize that I, and my, when I told my wife, I realized she just started laughing. Like my kids seem to have known for years. And the feature is way off. It has not gone on since my kids put it. I turned it off. And I can tell you, I really found it out the last two years. Why did I find that? It's a true story. I lend out my van. It goes on many trips in the yeshiva, but I need to get home. So for the last two years, I borrowed the Hassan Naftali Fagan's car, and I borrowed Yoel Tepler's car. This is a true story. Both their cars have told me on a number of occasions it first says, maybe you need to sleep now. I'm not joking. I, I'm driving alone in a car. I'm wide awake, driving home. And the car says, maybe you need to sleep now. It's pretty insulting to your driving. <laughs> and then after 10 more minutes, it says, get to sleep now. Like, it's very aggressive. It changes the message. It's a true story. Naftali Fagan's car, it says it in the, on the dashboard. And I, because I don't have lane integrity. So, at first, the, their car also tracks. Not if you're alone. If you're alone, I don't know. I, I happened it on myself that I'm not going. So I didn't, you know. I'm not talking about there's no car. I'm not a, I'm a safe driver. I'm very against driving dangerous. I'm not chas v'shalom making late sunnahs. I just, so I found out in my own life, that midlife, I discovered really in the last two years in my new car, it drove it home to new levels that I'm not great at keeping my lane. But that's all in driving. In our own lives, lane integrity, samach b'chelkai. All of us have a place. We all have a place. We all have a mission and a task. And each person to very much embrace the service of Hashem from where they are. We all have our, our difficulties and our challenges and our unique positions in life. Sameach Bechelka is a huge, huge key. Our eyes otherwise are guns that wish bad for others. I actually think that if you find you're wishing bad for others, it actually turns out it might not be so bad. It's exposing a deeper flaw that you're not embracing your own life. 
If I'm enjoying a Gishmaka steak sandwich, I don't mind what anybody else is eating. If I'm starving, I'm very jealous when I see him walk by with a pastrami sandwich. Sameach Bechelka, embrace Naftali with your brains, Naftali with your heart, Naftali with your midas. With your situation, serve Hashem. Embrace it, love it, celebrate it, maintain your lane. Maintain your lane. From your lane, from your situation, serve Hashem. So I wanted to say this, Mida, we're talking about looking at others positive today. Ayin Taif. We're talking about savlanis, patience with other people. What I want to say that a huge part that allows us to see good in others, to accept others, is our own sameach b'chelkai. On days we embrace us, another person walks in, he looks wonderful. If you're insecure and you don't embrace yourself, you don't embrace your situation, people look horrible. People look horrible. This one looks bad, that one looks bad. If you're not happy and embracing and loving your own position. So I want to say, let's unleash Sameach B'chelkai. Let's accept my situation, my parents, my siblings, my house, my car, my situation. Drive in your lane. And then when we see others, we'll find ourselves, all of a sudden, these guns won't be guns, it'll actually be ayin toiv. Whatever Hashem creates for bad is for good. Do you know people used to invite with Shlomo Zalman Orbach to their houses because they felt if he looked at their houses, they'll have good bracha, because he had an ayin toiv. If an ayin rad does damage, an ayin toiv heals. People will ask him, come to my house. Come to us, come, come. I want to show you. There's a sugi of ayin. We know people that have ayin toiv. A guy, you watch, a Mo Muller's happy with himself. He sees good in others. Everybody's so wonderful. Oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. What's everybody look so good? Because you embrace yourself. We embrace and accept and take our own self, we take it on, and then all of a sudden people look wonderful. People look wonderful, just surround us, such wonderful people. So let's work hard, Yaakov and Sameach Bechelkai, on embracing and accepting our own situations, and that will assist us on Ayin Toiv, seeing good others, Lev Toiv, being civil other people. There will be, before second say, there'll be a minion for Mencha in a minute. I want to continue, I would like to do, <laughs> I would like to do today, I want to, um, eight time, we, we have been studying Kenyani Atayra, and maybe, it could be we'll get to Kenyan Atayra too today, but I want to also, this Shabbos Kodesh, so Klal Yisrael, this past Shabbos Kodesh, learned the second parak of Avas. We were, did a lot of learning over Shabbos Baruch Hashem, but we didn't have the opportunity to learn the second parak. Rabbi Shapiro brilliantly told us some beautiful Torah on the first parak of Abbas. I want to learn a couple of Mishnayis in the second parak of Abbas, what Klai Yisrael learned. I want to study with the Chevra one Rebbeinu Yaina that I find to be an incredible Rebbeinu Yaina. Revolba Revolba very much pushed yeshiva guys to know the entire Masechta Avais with Rebbeinu Yaina. You find Rebbeinu Yaina, Masechta's Avais, in the back of Avodizara Harius Edias, it prints Masechta's Avais in the Gemara, in the back of Avodizara, 
and it has the Rambam on one side, Rashi on the other side, and Rabbeinu Yoyin on the bottom. Rabbeinu Yoyin is a peerish revolver, very much pushed. Eitan, I want, by the time you come back from Eretz Yisrael, learning there a couple of years, I want you to have learned, obviously, with Rabbeinu Yoyinah. Rabbeinu Yoyinah is very, very important, as many Rishonah, but Avolba pushed Yeshiva guys. I think it should be something that a guy conquers. It's very doable. You can buy a copy of Rabbeinu Yoyinah on Avais. It has Avais. It has the Rambam on one side, Rashi on the other, and Rabbeinu Yoyinah on the bottom. You can buy an Avais like that. There's a specific Rabbeinu Yoyinah that I want to study today that's really, really, really important. In Avais, that you'll, you'll see in your learning of Avais, Chevra, a lot of confusion, because somebody will quote a Mishnah, it's arbitrary, David Svi, what Mishnah something is. How you break up the Mishnah is, we have no Messiah. So in one version, it will be Mishnah Yod Gimel. Then you'll look up a different Mishnah, it's okay, second parak Mishnah Yod Gimel, and you won't find it. Because in that version, it could be Mishnah Tesvav. And it's just broken up. You can break up the Mishnayis in different ways. So don't get lost in Avais, what Mishnah it is, what Perak that we have a Messiah. The Perak we have a Messiah. The Mishnah, we don't have a Messiah. Now, there are six weeks from, we know, we know that there are six Shabbases. We, we count from Pesach until Shavuos. And the six interim Shabbosos, the minute of Klai Yisrael, every week is to learn one of Shavashvois to Mimais. It's seven weeks, their minimum of six Shabbosos. And Klai Yisrael learns every Shabbos one parak of Avais. There are really five parakim in Avais. The sixth parak is not really part of Avais. It's a compilation of statements from Tanayim about Torah. That's the sixth parak of Avais. And the minute in Klai Yisrael, is to learn the entire Avais from Pesach to Shavuos. So Klai Yisrael, this past Shabbos Kodesh, learned the second parak of Avis. In the second parak of Avis, we're told that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had five precious Talmidim. Rabbi Yazid ben Horkinus was one. Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya was a second. Rabbi Yaisi Akayim was a third. Rabbi Shem ben Nisanel a fourth. Rabbi Lazar ben Arach. He had five very famous students. And he gave them homework. And he told these students, Suru, go out and see. Eze derech toivish yedabek adam. Very fascinating homework. And he said, Suru, go out and see. For all of us who learn Shas, Tzuru is a very fascinating language because what does it say always in Shas when we look to bring Rayas to something? What's the Lashen? Ta Shema. Ta means bow, come. Come and listen. And here he says, go out and see. Very, very interesting. Normally in Shas, when you want to prove something, you say, Ta Shema, come, come. Come listen, Chevra, come. Tashma, here is the famous go, not come. Su'uru, go and see. Now why do you say go and not come is very, very, very important. He didn't say come and see. He, said, he didn't say come and hear, go and see. Now there's a different Lashon also. Normally it's come, come and hear, and here it's go and see. 
So Rui told the exact opposite of Tashima. And what he asked them, what was the homework? To find the Mida, Derech Taiva, the path, Shiadabik Ba'adam. What's the most important path of your life? This is the Derech, this is the Derech Taiva, the path, Shiadabik Ba'adam, that a person should cleave to. This sounds like the, like the essence of your life. And Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai asked his students to tell him what is the main path to cleave to. Anybody who studies Midas, who studies character traits, and there are hundreds of character traits, knows that they're very linked one to another. But he asked him, what's the central, what's the backbone, what's the ichor? Now when he said, Suru, go and see, is very different than come and hear. Come means enter into my world, into the world of Torah. Whenever it says Tashima, we're going to explore the world of Torah. And come, enter into the inner of the world. The Torah is the blueprint of the world. Come and listen. We're going to study the blueprints and we'll figure it out. That's come and hear. Tzuru, go and see, means that you have to experience life. Tzu means go out there, live life. And your own life experience, you'll experience it, you will witness it. You have to observe and watch your own life. And in discovering the Mida Taiva, the central Mida, each person has to discover it on their own. Each person through their own life's experience. And I, I, I tend to think that what's true by one is not true by the other. I have proofs in this, Mishnayis. Maybe we'll see it. But each one, each one life's experience, what the central mida that you should grab onto is different, unique by every person. And Rabbi Yechonam and Zakai gives homework to his Talmidim, go out, experience. He doesn't say for how long, but he says, Suru, experience life, go out there and see the derech toiv shiadabik badam, the proper path. Rebbe says, ayin toiv, to work on good eyesight, to see good in people, ayin toiv, that the most important attribute in the world is to learn to see good in others. That's where Rebbe came back and discovered. All of us know Avram Avinu started our people. And the Midah, the Mishnah says about Avram Avinu was that he ayin toiv, he saw good in others. To learn to see good. There's a world full of amazing goodness. Ayin toiv, develop good sight. Develop the capacity. It's amazing. Somebody can come on this campus and could see all different things. It's, it, it astounds me the different things people could see when they come on the campus. I'm talking about people, why? What would somebody come back? Somebody would spend a week here, a month here, a year here, a day here. What would they see? It really depends what type of eyes you have. If somebody had an eye in Ra, had bad eyesight, would see bad things, because that's what your eyes see. And the first answer, Bliezis said, is to develop an eye in Taif, to develop good eyes. To develop eye in Taif, to see good, to see good. Parents, parents and their children always see a wonderful kid. A mother specifically will tend, he's such a good kid. 
and, and other people struggle what to see, what the mother sees, I want you to know a mother's view of her child is the absolute truth. The mother's view is the view of God. Hashem gives a mother the view of the child that he has, and to everybody else has to struggle to develop an eye and type, to develop a good eye. Rebel Yezer says the most important midah in the world's eye and type, to train yourself to see good. We're surrounded by beautiful things. People have wonderful attributes. Friends of ours have attributes that are astoundingly good. We have all different reasons that we don't naturally see it, from jealousy to other types of midas rice. And therefore, we tend not to see it. People have astounding character traits. Astounding. I'll tell you something interesting. There's a cynical view. When somebody's nifter, so you hear like amazing things and every, go to any funeral, they say amazing things. So the cynic will say, the cynic will say, very famous joke. Achreimais are the two parshas we just read in a row. Achreimais, after somebody dies, Kedoshim, all of a sudden they're holy. Achreimais Kedoshim. Emmer, they'll say that too. But Achreimais Kedoshim. After Achreimais Kedoshim, after he's dead, Kedoshim, people say they're holy. And the cynic will say exaggerations. It's not true. It's simply not true. I'll tell you when I, when I thought of this, and not, not, it's not the only time I thought of this. It happens to be, after the Meron tragedy of a year ago, I read up about the Kedoshim. There were different articles about the people who passed on, and it was awe-inspiring. Now, I will say it's very likely that Hashem selected very holy Karbanis. Very likely. But I do want to say people have awesome attributes. And our tendency is while people are alive, not to see it. We have all different biases not to see good. If we're surrounded by goodness, it's too compelling that we have to be good. It's much easier to see bad than it doesn't cost me anything. If he's bad, then <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, I'm better than him. <laughs> it's very costly to see good all around. That's mechayev, that obligates. There are other reasons that we don't see good, but the reality is it's a beautiful world full of tremendously beautiful, inspiring things to see. And the first midah that Rabbi Yezer says, this great Talmud, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei, the midah, he said, the derech toiv sheyadabik ba'adam. This is the path that a person should cleave to his ayin toiv, is to try to be that person who has good eyesight who sees positive, who notices the goodness that's around him. There were great, great people who, get, let's talk a name, who was Zeich in history, historically in the last 300 years, who was known as an Ayin Tev of Klai Yisrael, was none other than Reb Levi Yitzchak of Bardechev. The Bardechev, he was called, does anybody know his nickname? He was called the Sanegar. The Sanegar, the Sanegar means a defender. Ariel, he was the Bardicheva, you're right. But his name was the Sanegar. The Sanegar means a defender because he always defended my Shkla Yisrael. So Levi Yitzchak Bardichev, he had worked, he had perfected Ayin Tev. 
He worked his whole life on this mid of seeing good in Yidin, and he was considered the great protector of the Jewish people. Reb Nachman has writings, what's the biggest impact you can have on your friend in the world? This is Pasha true. The biggest impact you can have on your roommate, Mel. To me, there's not a close second is see him as a good person. There's not a close second. I don't care what you do for him, how much money you give him, how many hugs, how many movies you take, I don't know, basketball games. I don't care what kindness you do for him. The biggest thing you could do for another person, but it can't be pretend, Yoel. It's not what you say to guy. oh, you're amazing, Pat, Pat. It's what you hold about a person. If you're an eye in type, if the biggest impact you'll have on somebody is you hold they're a good person. By the way, you can only give Musser to somebody you hold as a good person. If you hold, I'm going to tell you a pshat. It's one of my favorite pshatim in the world. Almost any excuse I have to say this pshat, I say this pshat. I beg you, if you, when, when you graduate Yeshiva Eitan, this is a pshat you should carry in your pocket from the Ksav Seifer. Maisha's first day in Yeshiva, Maisha, I want this to be your Shalom Aleichem to the Yeshiva. Listen to the words of the Ksav Seifer. Who heard word of the day? The word of the day, we're going to say, what's the word patronizing? Who just said that? I love you. He said sadical. <laughs> what is patronizing? Word of the day. What does it mean? It's treat with an apparent kindness. Patronizing is you treat someone like a baby. Sadical. You, here you have, I'm sitting next to Mo Muller. He's sophisticated. The man is disciplined. The man is positive. The man is one of the most growing people ever met. You treat him like a kid, sadical. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're, you're literally being disrespectful to him. It's called patronizing. When you treat somebody with a disrespect and praise them in a way that puts them down, it's, the English word would be condescending. You look low at somebody. I have seen two rebellion, one talk, sweet talk, and he has a massive disrespect for his students. Oh, it's sadical. No, nice to see you. That's, that's garbage. I have seen Rebbeim yell at a bacher. So what are you doing? Anybody who has seen Reb Zone listen to a student, or I was snicky, undress a bacher. I don't mean literally. I mean to rip him. Revezi Shabbos spoke about literal things. <laughs> I, 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 if I was snicky, rips a bacher. I was snicky's rip, and he's tough. His toughness is more respectful to the bacher than another Rebbe's niceness. And listen to this pshat from the Ksav Seifer Eitan. This is like, it's what, I say this pshat whenever I can, not for the pshat, for the idea behind the pshat. The, the Pasuk says, listen to this, Yechiel. The Pasuk says, Al toichach leitz. Don't give musr to a leitz. A leitz is a scaffer. Al toichach leitz. Don't give musr to a leitz. Pen yisna eka. Lest he'll hate you. Give Musr to a wise person, and he'll love you. Ariel, you hear the words? Don't give Musr to a late. Lest he hates you. Give Musr to a wise man, and he'll love you. Frakteran, Frakterishan, the Gemara Bar Metzia says you have to give Musr to somebody if he smacks you. 
This week's parashah's Kedoshim, you have to give Musr. If the guy hits you, the Gemara says he punches you, you have to give Musr until that point. They shouldn't mamish punch you. But if he's mad at you, you still give him Musr. What and, if he clips you and says, Sana? <laughs> <laughs> then forget it. And it's, so what does it mean, <laughs> don't give Musr to a late? What does it mean, al toichach leitz? Don't give musr to a leitz. Lest he'll hate you, you have to give musr to everybody. Says the Ksav Seifer, listen to this pshat, that it's not talking about two different people. It's not saying, leitz, don't give musr. It's talking about how you look at the person. If you look at him as a leitz, al toichach leitz, don't look at him as a leitz, then he'll hate you. If the guy you're talking to, you look at as a good person, he'll love you. If you give Musr to somebody who you hold of, you hear the Pshari saying? It's not talking about two different people. The Pasuk says, Don't give Musr to a scaffer. Give Musr to a wise man, he'll love you. Says the Ksav Saver, it's not talking about two different people. It means if you look at him like a leitz when you give him musr, eh, so that'll hate you. If you give him musr and you see a chacham, you see a good person, he'll love you. So it's not talking about two different people, it's talking about your look at the person. It all is totally how you look at the guy. If you look at somebody as, you look down, that, <laughs> that guy, you're, cl- you're wrong, by the way, when you look down at a person. And the first midah that Rebbe says to work on is ayin toif, don't be fooled by superficial things. Don't be fooled by superficiality. A lot of why we struggle to see my listen people is we fall for superficial things. We get distracted by stupidity. Ayin toif is a powerful good eye to see the truth, to see that which is good. Rebbe says, Avi, Welcome home, Taka. Avi Jacobs, welcome home. Look at your back. So, Avila, would you guys believe me if I tell you that Avi flew from Toronto to New York together with a group of Russia, a flight of Russia Yeshiva, including a Lakewood Rosh Yeshiva, Rel Gabrudni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on that flight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, Abs. So that's what Eliezer said. Rabbi Yeshua says, I want to go fast through the other three. Rabbi Yeshua says, to be a good friend. That the, most de- the biggest derech to think about is to be a chaver toiv, is to be a proper friend for the next person. Make yourself a good friend. It happens to be in the Hasham news, in the Hasham news when we, when we, when we do tshuva, we did today, it's Bahab. So the second Ashamnu is Bagadnu, disloyalty. The second thing we regret is disloyalty. And there's such a beautiful thing to be a loyalist, a chaver toiv, a good friend. And Rabbi Yeshua says that the most important thing in the world, the derech toiv shiadabik badam, the path that a certain person should cleave to is to be a chaver toiv, is to be a good friend. To be there for your friend, to be a loyal friend, the chaver toiv. Reb Yaisi Oimeh Shaching toiv, to be a good neighbor. Reb Shimon Oimeh Arayas Anoylad, to perceive the future. To be a person who's in touch, to see future, to understand what's got results and what happens, to be Arayas Anoylad. Reb Eliezer Armelev toiv, 
And Rebeliezer, the last, the Rebelezer, the last of the students of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, Leif Toiv, Amr Lehem. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the great Rebbe, said, Raya Aniyaz, the Rebelezer ben Arachim Devreichem. The one that I see more than all of your words is Leif Toiv. What is a Leif Toiv, Chavra? What does it mean, a good heart? I want to study Rebbeinu Yainu with the Chavra. It's the most overused. If people throw around this word, somebody has a lave taiv. A lave taiv is a very big madrega. It's Rebbe Lazar's answer, the derech taiv shiadabik bahadam. It's the right path, Yosef, that a person should grab onto is lave taiv. What does it mean to be a lave taiv? So I would like the guys, Akiva, I want the chever to know Rebbeinu Yaina. This Rebbeinu Yaina, everybody really should be aware of Yechiel. It's worth to come to Yeshiva to find out what's a lave taiv. He has a good heart. What does that mean? So listen to what Rebbeinu Yaina says a lave taiv is. It is going to be hard to read. Thanks, Amelia. Thank you, thank you. Much better. Yeah. Thank you, Revezi. No, much better. Says Rabbeinu Yaina, Al Kainir Lefarish. He brings another pshat. He argues on it. He says, I don't like. He brings the pshat and says he dislikes it. He says, I'll tell you the pshat that he rejects. He says that Lev Tov means Tikkun Amidos, to fix a person's midos. He says the person is Sameach Bechelkoi. Good midas is sameach bechelkai. That's what he says as part of his description of somebody who has good midas is sameach bechelkai. So lev toiv would mean somebody who makes their midas good. The specific is sameach bechelkai. He ends up Rebbeinu Yoyne not liking that pshat, and he says al kainir lefarish. Therefore, he doesn't say why not, but he says al kainir lefarish. The pshat that he likes, that a person has the mid of ratzain. What is that? What's ratzain? Is a savlon, somebody who's patient. They're not short-spirited. It's the most opposite of anger. And this is Lev Toiv, is a person who's patient, Savlon, the opposite of anger, and they answer softly to people, even if somebody does bad to them, they're Savlon, they accept it, and they don't have bitter in their mouths. Their palate is all sweets, and they're full of delights. 
Alev Taiv is the opposite momo of Kas. It's Savlan. Patient, understanding, acceptance. Even when bad is done, they let it go. This is the Midah. And Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai Paskins, that this one, I see this one more than all the others, that the Derech Taiv Shiyadabik Ba'adam. The path that we should always all our life be working towards is a lave taiv. A lave taiv is somebody who's the opposite of Cass, who works and works and works. It's an avaida. It won't come because you want to be there. And you can't, it doesn't help saying, I'm not angry and you're steaming. It helps to have a process to become a person who's the opposite of Midas Akas, is a savlan, is patient. And his misrachik mimidis akas is most distance from anger and answers bima'anarach. They reply softly, even if davarach, even if somebody does bad to them, yizbileyu, they're saivalit, ve'ein mar bifiyu. This is the mid of a lave taiv, somebody who's worked and worked on their inners and has a lave taiv. Like we discussed about Shaimim Kherpas and Ve'enim Meshivim, it's very, very dangerous because somebody can want to leave Taiv and wants to be Saival but inside is exploding. It doesn't make you a leave Taiv because you want to leave Taiv. There's inner work and inner conversation and a process to become a leave Taiv. But at least it should be enticing to us. We know what a lave taiv. That Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said that this is the middah. Raya Niestvarov. He paskins. And he says, I agree with him. All your things you came back are important. All the other things. Ayin taiv, chaver taiv, shachin taiv, raya sanaylad. But the one that he sees as most, the one that Raya Niestvarov loza ben arach medivreichem, the one that's most central is this mid of Lev Taiv. And the Lev Taiv is a Savlan, somebody who accepts and bears and is patient with another person. That's a huge, huge madrega of Savlanus, a Savlan. Another name for a Savlan, by the way, is an Anav. Anava and Savlanus are tremendously linked. Anava and Savlan. And the midah that a person in a profound way is a savlan, works on himself and builds himself to this midah table of savlan, that they're saival, the next person, that's what we refer to as lave taiv, as a good-hearted person. They've been miyasher, their midas. They've worked out their midas to come to a place of savlanus, and that's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai Paskins as the most important midah. So that was the first that was the first Mishnah that I wanted to learn with this Hevra. And I wanted to learn with the Hevra. Why is it their, all their words are included in this one? Yeah, Revezi says we have to study. Why is it Bechlal? We have to really study it. I'm not prepared to speak about this, though, the question. Revezi says, why do we see in a Savlan, what does it have to do with an Ayin Taiv seeing good in others? What does it have to do with a Chavar Taiv and a Shachin Taiv and Reyes Hanoilad? Now, the first three are very, very easy. The first three to connect to Lev Taiv, all of us could do it easily. The fourth one of perceiving the future, Reyes Hanoilad, what does it do with being a Savlan? The first three are very, very simple. 
Because the first three, in order to be an ayin toiv, to see people as good, what's much deeper yet is I have to accept. At the point that I accept the difficult parts, I'll be able to see the good parts. Remember we said that the reason, one of the reasons we don't see goodness in people is we get distracted. Because they have an annoying feature. And that distracts us if I have savlanus, if I have patience and acceptance for the difficult part, I'll actually be able to see the good part. So ayin toiv is very easy. Chaver toiv is dvarim pshutim, the best thing we could do for our friend. If we accept him and appreciate him, so that's easy. Shachin toiv, easy. The one that's very, very difficult, and what Revezi most is asking, is Reyes Anayla. The mid of Reyes Anayla means to anticipate the future. To be somebody. Now, when a guy is savlanus, has patience and accept others, what shaykh is to Reyes Anayla? It's a very, very good question. I have theories. What? The very yeah, good. yeah, much, much better. I have, yes, yes. I have theories on it. I don't know. I'm not prepared to speak on it, but that does need work. Why Raya Sanaylad has to do it lifetime? I want to go on to another mission in the second parak. I do want to go on to another mission in the second parak and say as follows. I want to tell you another Rebbeinu Yaina. I want to study another Rebbeinu Yaina, and I, I want to share this with everybody here. I think this is a vital Rebbeinu Yaina to be aware of. Revolba said, Revolba said that the Midah that most hangs around yeshivas, the most dangerous Yetzirah in yeshivas, Revolba says is Kenna. Jealousy hangs around yeshivas, Shalom. Why does it hang around yeshivas? Yeshivas are places where people are acquiring. We are watching daily people soar and grow and develop. And it's a very natural instinct to be jealous, to have a kinna. If people acquire mundane physical matters, I'm jealous. If they acquire lofty spiritual madragas, so it's natural to be very jealous. Look what he has, look what he's getting. And a tremendous Yetzirah in Yeshiva's jealousy. Now listen to this Mishnah, listen to Rebbeinu Yaina, and I want to talk about this for the last thing we'll talk about today. In our Hachana, it's the 23rd day of the Omer, and our Hachana for Kabbalah Satayra, I want to talk about this. It connects to Kenyane Atayra. Please listen. Rebbe Yeshua Omer Ayin Hara. The Mishnah says three things that I might see in Esa Adam in Eilam that destroy a person from this world. And one of the three things is Ayin Hara. Now I'm going to quote Rabbeinu Yaina. Listen to Rabbeinu Yaina. He says, somebody who is Ma'ayin Es somebody who sees his friend, Ha'asher Mimenu, who's richer than him. His friend has, drives his fancy car. Maybe that's on my mind for some reason. He sees a friend driving a gorgeous car and he gets jealous and he says to himself, When will I get rich? I also want, listen to this, Yechiel. So a guy sees his friend and is jealous. People who know this world teach us, Rabbeinu Yaina tells us, Anything you look at your friend and you're jealous of, some spirit comes out of that thought. 
if you look, Yitzchak, listen to this. Are you a big guy who believes in Ayin Haraz, Yitzchak? You know, he juries out. Yitz, Doobie, how about you're a big guy and you believe in Ayin Haraz? You're kind. They're both, they're both a little, they're worried about it. So let's read what it is. Let's get some awareness. What's Ayin Haraz? Says Rebbeinu Yoyna from Chachmei Ateva. People who know about this world, Shalom. He says that if, you, if somebody looks at another person and desires it, he says from that thought, you create some avir, some harmful air. Mm-hmm. And you burn. There's a new type of psychology. It's a big shiloh. It's kishif or not. Does anybody know about this psychology? Their whole teachers, what? There's a new psychology, and it's a big shayla in the Paisk Mitzvah Zara. There's a name that has to do with vibes and how you feel about others. And they could feel, it's, they call them auras, and you feel different people's auras. There's a name to this. What? Yeah, yeah. There's a name to this stuff. They feel your energy. And... And they say, like, you could do damage to others with your energy. You could heal people with your energy. They're not psychics. It's a whole movement. And it's a big shail in the Paiskim if it's Abay Dezara. Rebbeinu Yoyna writes that if you look negatively at a person, he says from the Chachmei Ateva. It's amazing. He says if you look negative at a person, you're jealous. From your thought. This doesn't sound like Abay Dezara. He says, from your negative thought, he says, it's as hadvarim You give a bad look, you're like, oh. He said, you bring damaging air and it burns the thing you look at. It does damage. Gam yisarif, but it burns inside of you as well. Since you have a taiva to things that you can't do, that machshavas mikalkeles gufay, it does damages to the own person's body. And it destroys a person from this world. Amazing. Rabbeinu Yaina writes that the negative eye does damage to the person you're thinking about, and it comes back and does damage to yourself. Now, I'm going to explain in a minute. This is Rabbeinu Yoyna. This is not, he quotes Chachmei Ateva, people, wise people who know the nature of the world. Yosef, scary stuff. He says if we look at somebody's success and we're jealous and upset about it, we do damage to that person. What we look at and we're upset he has it, it's Sayrif, does damage, but it also bounces back and does damage to the person who has that machshaba. This is, if you think this is any exaggeration, the gra says, an amazing gra. There's a pasuk that says, For nothing is the trap set in the eyes of all flying things. The gra says that birds have a more spiritual sense than animals on the floor. He says because they're closer to Shemayim, they're more spiritual. He says that people put traps to try to trap birds. They want the bird to eat it, and then bang, it traps the birds. He said if a guy is stingy, 
he thinks negative to others and doesn't want good to others, his trap often won't be able to catch birds. Why? Because since he doesn't like other people, very bad energy comes out of him, like Rabbeinu Yaina. And the birds are sensitive to that energy. They see a free piece of meat by him. They say he's just trying to trap us. He doesn't like anybody. We see they could sense his energy. The Gra writes this. So the, Rabbeinu Yaina writes from the Chachmei Teva that if we look bad at somebody, we do damage. It's one of the scariest things I ever heard in my life. Because all of us then, you know, the topic of guns, gun control is a big topic in America, gun control. And who has the guns? I think about this question a lot. I always try to think, which side am I on the gun control debate? On the one hand, I, the place like Texas, which is very Republican, and that everybody's the right to carry arms. So on the one hand, I feel very safe, because in every crowd, there's like a couple of healthy guys that have a gun. On the other hand, Shalom, I feel very scared, because there are a lot of sickos who have a gun. I always wonder, when in places that are into stronger gun control, so did you take it out of the hands of the good guy or the sicko? Some part of me says the sicko will manage to get a gun, at least let the good guy have a gun. In Eretz Yisrael, great tzaddikim in Eretz Yisrael. The, the Slonim Rebbe just made a public proclamation, Revad Yosef's son, both came out just with public proclamations. There have been a lot of attacks on Yidin that any chassid who has a license to carry a gun should carry a gun even on Shabbos. They just came out with a proclamation asking their chassidim today walking around with guns. I don't know if that got you more scared or less scared. Now, I'm sure they're practicing and have good shots. Lemaisa, Shalom, where do you stand on gun control? He's, the, he's a guy, he's a Republican fellow. I don't know where I stand yet. The right to bear arms, any good Republican is very stark. Everybody should have the right to bear arms. It's a good question. A guy like Shalom who holds that way, loves that, doesn't, nobody likes the story, but likes the ending of the story. A guy in Texas, there was a famous video, guys in yeshiva showed around, some gunman stood up to do damage at a place of worship in Texas. How many people shot him? Like seven people murdered the guy. <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be funny somebody got shot, but it was not one person. It wasn't like set, he had bullets from seven different directions put a hole in him. Guys in yeshiva, the, the guys who hold everybody has the right to bear arms were very big on that picture. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, I do say to those guys, that Meshuggah had a gun also, but okay. Yeah, I hear, I hear that video certainly ended like the gun control. That's, that's, I don't know. It's a good Shiloh. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, this Shiloh, I'm still juries out. Which way do you stand, Momo? Democrat? These guys, everybody here is Republican? Me and Ephraim are not so sure. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe less guns, maybe less guns. I don't, guns get me scared. You know, maybe less guns in the world be better. I don't, think, I don't, I don't like guns. So that's Mo, 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 Mo is stark. We have a lot of Republicans over here. He's stark at the right to bear arms and put a gun in everybody, and things are better off. Eitan, you're misopic. I'm misopic. I don't know where I stand. In Canada, we never heard of this. Which way are you? Canada's liberal. Yeah. I don't know what I hope, but I think according to what you say, I think that 
I don't say I'm pro personally. I know, I oh, you're saying no, those guys. Like yeah. No, I don't know. My fear, I think that's for sure much more normal, but my fear, you're saying which way, with allowing guns? That's the theory to allow, is as more healthy than that, which is definitely true. So everybody carries guns, the, the goods will outweigh the bads. That's the theory for. The theory against is let's get, but even if a lot of people have a good, if a bad guy has a gun, bad things could happen before the good guy can respond. That's the, so the theory anti-gun is keep guns out of everybody's hands. So Mo says a bad guy's still gonna get it. You're just gonna, <laughs> some good you did, like the good guy, now the healthy guy doesn't have a gun and the bad guy, that's fascinating. It's fast. It's a fast. I, I, Ariel holds that way also. Ariel holds that the bad guy gets a hold of it anyway. Now just you took it away from the good guy. Some help you did. I have other parallel Shaila Zaytan like this. To me, it only matters what the Torah holds. It's all that matters. Every truth's in the Torah. It's all that matters. We, can, we have to handle, so what, what, what does the Torah hold about this? What, what, and what's the, what, yeah. yeah. It needs, but no, it needs rayas, it needs, it needs work, it needs work, it needs work. It really needs work. What's the Torah? We lumais have two tzaddikim, but they're not making laws, they're responding to the laws. We have tzaddikim coming out now telling their chassidim. To me, it's Pasha today. I asked, I, I, it's Pasha to me, Baruch Hashem on the campus, that we have, we have some guns here, that we have people guarding our campus. That's a normal show. We shouldn't never, never, never need it. And to me in shuls, I want somebody in my shul carries a gun. That's important. I think every shul right now, I don't want to scare anybody. I just want to be, just to be honest, but I'm not saying what the laws should be. I'm saying based on the sitch that is, I think every shul should have a gun in the shul. I do think that's, that's normal. No, Daniel? But I'm not saying what the policy is. That, that's, that's a serious shyless. Anyway, anyway, what? And bring it every Shabbos. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so. I think so. I think a shul, to me, it's, again, they're bigger people deciding. <laughs> I'm like, look. <laughs> so I'll tell you we have a go. But, uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you, how did we get the gun control? And Maish is wondering, like he flies from Detroit, and the place is having a we're having a vat about gun control here. No, I'm the way we got to this whole sugya is the absolute fear that Rabbeinu Yaina describes that we all carry a gun, and the gun we carry, and this is like such a frightening scene. The scene of a gun just going off and bullets flying is a frightening, frightening scene. The problem is, in many ways, that's you and I. Because when we look bad at people, we're doing damage. And he's describing from Chachmei Ateva that we're doing serious damage by looking around and being jealous all over. And if so, right here, we each have two guns that's doing damage. And the question is, what do we do about gun control with our two eyes? 
We could speak today till tomorrow about whether we should asser or matter guns, but the two eyes are for sure mutter, and the two eyes are for sure looking around, and when the two eyes see negative, it does damage. That's Rabbeinu Yoyna writes. It's Sayrif Esadvarim Sha'ayin Behem It burns. That which you see negatively, it burns. So now we're left with a serious problem that we're dangerous. We're armed and dangerous. We're armed with two Einayim that when they're jealous of somebody, we literally do damage to them. We look and we say, oh. And you burn. The good things that he has, you're dangerous. Avi, that's scary to me. That's scary that our eyes are so dangerous and have such a capacity to hurt and damage. If it doesn't scare somebody what his eyes could do somebody else, then be selfish and know that it comes back and burns the person himself. Rabbi Yoyne continues on, and he says, Amachshava ha'hu, ha'hi, that thought, Milkalkeles Gufa, it destroys his body. Now we're really, if you're, if you're selfish, if somebody would be selfish and not care that his machshava hurts other people, it in turn is Milkalkeles Gufa, it damages his own body. Now we're really in a dangerous place. And the question now becomes the question becomes what do we do about it? Before I answer the question, I want to give some homework. And this, this is no shaykh is the question. The question that I want, but I want you to be bothered by the question. If you're not bothered, then I have nothing to learn. The question is, is how do we control those guns? We all have two guns right here that when they look negative at somebody and they're jealous and not happy with somebody else's success, it does damage to that person and in turn shoots back and does damage, it ricochets off that person and it's mekalkeles the goof of the one who has that bad machshava, does damage. Very, very dangerous. That is scientific, very bitter people. People who are negative and bitter, it's dangerous for a person's body. Very, very dangerous for a person's body. That's for, his for his own body. Extremely true. Miller spoke about this in terms of strokes. Just very, very dangerous. <laughs> and the question is what? Yes. And the question is, what do we do to get to guard our eyes? What do we do? To, so I, I want it in one minute. I want to get back to that gun control, Ephraim. That the gun control of our eyes, show them. I want to pause for a minute, and I want to say we're going to do a contest that Beza Hashem today is Monday. I would like to do this Wednesday with everybody here, and we do this a few times a year. It's, one, it's a Sphere contest. The winners, the top prize, the winner is going to get $100. The next two people, the second place guy and the third place guy will each get $80. So winner number one gets $100. Winner number two is 80. Winner number three is 80. And the, pro the contest is as follows. And I want guys to do, we do this every single year in Yeshiva. We do it multiple times, but specifically during Sphere Seimer. And we're going to have a contest on Wednesday during Musser. It's called Odes. And what I'm going to ask is, Sphere Seimer is a time. We just learned today, Ayin Taiv. 
Pat having a good eye. Rebel Yezir's main midah to develop a good eyesight to somebody else. We learned the lave type means to have savlanas, to have patience for another person. We're learning about the power of negativity to do damage. And odes are to either write a song, we can't play music, it's Svira Seimer, we're either to write a song, a poem, it could be a song just without a guitar, without instruments, a poem, it could rhyme, it, it shouldn't just be a speech, it should be in some form of a rhyme where it praises, uh, it could be a rap, a rap is in, bang, in bounds, but it should be a good praise of another person. But it should be the more, the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not simplistic. I'm sorry, I don't know what the sentence is. I'm looking for a poem that's, that's not, what's the word I'm looking for? A classy, um, sophisticated. Sophisticated. I'm looking for a gishmaka speech, sincere. Sincere would be that it should be honest. It should be about one person. The person's not let it be a Rebbe. Has to be a Bakr or a dorm counselor only. No Rebbe's in bounds. And to write an ode about another person. Preferably rhyming, even if it doesn't rhyme. If it's poetic in nature, is good. Could be a song. And we're doing odes on Wednesday, very important day. I'm going to ask everybody to come on Wednesday. It will go this Wednesday. This Wednesday, Ravezi and myself will be the judges. We will pick the three winners. The top winner is 100 bucks. Second and third place get 80 each. And I'm going to ask guys to write an ode to another bacher, could be a, could be a dorm counselor or a bacher, shalom. But I want many odes. I want guys to have plenty of days. It's the Svira ode. Svira, the Talmidimir B'kivu Nifter Shaloi Nagu This Wednesday will be odes. Now the question, so that will be Wednesday. Masking Shmuel, I want to see you. Is allowed to be about a brother? Family members in bounds. Yechiel, I want the Chever to write odes. You have till Wednesday. So I want some good odes, David. It should be about another bacher in yeshiva or a dorm counselor. So it's my 260 bucks? What? No, you don't have to give the money. You have to, but you will have to choose. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Each guy chooses. I don't care if everybody writes about Daniel Munchen. It'll be pretty smart. But you can write about anybody you want. Shui, you hear what's going on Wednesday? It's odes. I want you to write a good ode. It, it could be in rhyme, in rap, in a tune, not a tune, grammar, however you like doing it. It should be a proper respect. You're paying respect to another person. And if the guys, but write them. Avi, I want to hear a good ode. Get up and deliver. Delivery matters. Get up and deliver a nice ode to another person in respect. Shmaka respect, it's a nice speech. You're allowed to tease a little bit, but obviously it has to end with good praises. It has to. Anybody you'd like, another, but can't be a Rebbe. Has to be another Bacher. Bacher or a Dorm Council. That was Yavezi's ode. That was Yavezi's ode. <laughs> Probably the most creative ode ever was Mike Gross wrote an ode to basketball, which is pretty cute. His ode to basketball. Wednesday. During Muslim. Wednesday during Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Yosef, you mask him. Unleash a good old Yosef. Viggy, you're on for Wednesday. Maish, Wednesday. Hundred dollars the winner, not bad. Maybe you're on for Wednesday. You see, Ephraim, let's go. Ariel, you write a good ode. Fantastic, Srilli, you're good for an ode for Wednesday. Plenty of time. Anybody who saw Mendy Katz? By the way, if you saw him play baseball today and football yesterday, you'd put that in your ode. <laughs> you're just gonna write. He's he's a baller. Smacked the grand slam today, Mendy. It was five up. Mendy Katz, bases loaded, knocked it over the fence. Fielded amazing, no? <laughs> 2 0 pitch, bang. <laughs> oh, he's a Rebbe here, make a taste. he says, you can't write on a Rebbe. It's true, it's true, it's true. What? <laughs> it's a good way of getting a win. David, you're going to write an ode for Wednesday. Judy, you're going to write an ode for Wednesday. Wednesdays are odes. Vinish, you're going to write a couple of odes. Maybe I'll write one for Vinish. Maybe I'll write one for Vinish. That might not be a bad idea. Dovi, you're allowed to do for a family member an ode. <laughs> Vezzi, do they get extra for doing for a family? Is that like more likely to win doing for a family member? Zich or no? I think so. <laughs> it's not fair that he says. Shalom, you're going to write a good ode? Okay, Chavra, let's do this fast. I want to just, I want to answer, Rabbi Say. This was, <laughs> what is the gun control to our Enayim? This for sure, we need some method. Our Enayim are dangerous, Yaakov. And Rabbi Nuyayna describes Yaakov that when we look bad at somebody, it does damage. So what's the Eitzah? Yes, that's right. What'd you say? That even for like stuff. Yeah. The Marsha says that's for Saifim, not Chachamim. Saifim says a lower Madriga. The Marsha says Chachamim don't use jealousy. And Yeshiva is not built on some like competition. We're not like Waterbury wasn't built on like spiritual competition. Who can like out outdo the next guy? That's it's each person is a wonderful human being. So, Ben, see, what do we do about the gun called our eyes? What's the gun control? So, Rabbeinu Yoyna writes two words. When he introduces this topic, he says something that I want to end with. And Rabbeinu Yoyna writes that, Somebody who doesn't sit there and rejoice in their own chalak. He says, and then he starts a discussion and they look at somebody else and Rabbeinu Yain himself says the sugya, the only answer. You know, every gun, what's that called on a gun? They have some lock so it doesn't just shoot. What's that called? A safety. The safety for every human being is Rabbeinu Yain, when he describes 
the guns that the eyes can be and the damage it does to others and ourselves. He starts out, Perish, Misha'ena Samech Bechelkai. The answer to it all is Samech Bechelkai. The only aids to control and protect these Enayim from being damaging to others and ourselves is to learn to accept and be happy with ourselves in a profound way. Accept our station in life. Accept what our abilities are. Accept ourselves in a deep way. Sameach b'chelkoi. To have a deep and profound appreciation for our situation. My parents, everything about my situation. There's a very, very famous story in the Muslim movement that I want to close with this idea. It's one of the most famous stories in the Muslim movement. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter Shalom had three, Noam, Rabbi Yisrael had three primary Talmidim. His primary three Talmidim were the altar of Kelm, whose name was Reb Simcha Zissel Kelm of Kelm. Reb Simcha Zissel was one student. Rav Tully Amsterdam was a second. Rav Itzel Petelberg. Those are accepted. He had many Talmidim. We look at Eitan, the three primary Talmidim are those three. Rav Simcha Zissel, Rav Naftali Amsterdam, Rav Itzel Petelberg. Rav Naftali Amsterdam comes to his Rebbe, Rav Yisrael, and he said, Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the heart of the Yisoyed Vishayur Shoav if I had his heart, I'd be able to serve Hashem. Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the Mayach of the Shagasarya, if I had the brain of the Shagasarya, I'd be able to serve Hashem. Rebbe, Rebbe, if I had the Midas of you, Rebbe, of Rebbe Yisrael Salant, I'd be able to serve Hashem. And Rebbe Yisrael said very, very famous words to, Na- to Rebbe Naftali Amsterdam, to his beloved Talmud. And he said, Naftali, Mitain Elev, with your heart. Naftali, Mitain Mayach, with your brain. Naftali, Mitain Midas, with your Midas. That the service of Hashem is precisely in your station. I, there's a line, it's funny, I discovered something, maybe my midlife crisis. I've recently discovered, and I asked my wife if she knew this about me, and she st- started laughing. And my kids started laughing. I made a discovery midlife about myself. A few guys who hang out with me, who drive with me a lot, when I made the discovery, just started laughing. It's very funny when everybody around you knew something about you that you didn't know. And what I found out recently is as follows. I, Baruch Hashem, have a nice fancy car, and there's a feature on the car that, you know, the, on the, one of the words of the day, we already had one word patronizing, rumble strips. What are rumble strips, Hevra? How do you both know that? On the side of the road to make sure you stay awake, they have what's called rumble strips. And the rumble should you drive in the car, sounds like a shotgun. The car makes sounds to keep you awake, to make sure you don't drive off the road. This car has a feature that you could press and it makes sure you have good lane integrity. And if you touch the white line, the car goes mishug. It makes sounds this way. It makes kishmak and it makes like a pleasant, like ish, like a noise, a screech. So it does, it's like you make your own rumble strips. And my kids put it on, and I got like the biggest headache in my life. 
and I realize that I have zero lane integrity. And I don't really, I, I'm not talking about dangerous, I'm, not, I'm a very safe driver, but like I have to myself, when there are no cars around, I'm, I don't really go as to why I hold you driving both like, like those are suggestions. If there's cars, I'm careful. <laughs> I realize that I, my, when I told my wife, I realized she just started laughing. Like my kids seem to have known for years. And the feature is way off. It has not gone on since my kids put it. I turned it off. And I can tell you, I really found it out the last two years. Why did I find that? It's a true story. I lend out my van. It goes on many trips in the yeshiva, but I need to get home. So for the last two years, I borrowed the Chassan of Tully Fagan's car, and I borrowed Yoel Tepler's car. This is a true story. Both their cars have told me on a number of occasions it first says, maybe you need to sleep now. I'm not joking. I, I'm driving alone in a car. I'm wide awake, driving home, and the car says, maybe you need to sleep now. It's pretty insulting to your driving. <laughs> and then after 10 more minutes, it says, get to sleep now. Like, it's very aggressive. It changes the message. It's a true story. Naftali Fagan's car, it says it in the, on the dashboard. And I, because I don't have lane integrity. So, at first, the, their car also tracks. Not if you're alone. If you're alone, I don't know. I, I have it on myself that I'm not going. I didn't, you know. I'm not talking about there's no car. I'm not. A, I'm a safe driver. I'm very against driving dangerous. I'm not making late sunnahs. I just, so I found out in my own life, that midlife, I discovered really in the last two years in my new car, it drove it home to new levels that I'm not great at keeping my lane. But that's all in driving. In our own lives, lane integrity, samach b'chelkai. All of us have a place. We all have a place. We all have a mission and a task. And each person to very much embrace the service of Hashem from where they are. We all have our, our difficulties and our challenges and our unique positions in life. Sameach Bechelka is a huge, huge key. Our eyes otherwise are guns that wish bad for others. I actually think that if you find you're wishing bad for others, it actually turns out it might not be so bad. It's exposing a deeper flaw that you're not embracing your own life. If I'm enjoying a Gishmaka steak sandwich, I don't mind what anybody else is eating. If I'm starving, I'm very jealous when I see him walk by with a pastrami sandwich. Sameach b'chelkai, embrace naftali with your brains, naftali with your heart, naftali with your midas. With your situation, serve Hashem. Embrace it, love it, celebrate it, maintain your lane. Maintain your lane. From your lane, from your situation, serve Hashem. So I wanted to say this, Mida, we're talking about looking at others positive today. Ayin Taiv. We're talking about savlanis, patience with other people. What I want to say that a huge part that allows us to see good in others, to accept others, is our own Sameach B'chelkai. On days we embrace us, another person walks in, he looks wonderful. If you're insecure and you don't embrace yourself, you don't embrace your situation, People look horrible. People look horrible. This one looks bad. That one looks bad. If you're not happy and embracing and loving your own position.
So I want to say, let's unleash Sameach B'chelkoi. Let's accept my situation, my parents, my siblings, my house, my car, my situation. Drive in your lane. And then when we see others, we'll find ourselves, all of a sudden, these guns won't be guns, it'll actually be ayin toiv. Whatever Hashem creates for bad is for good. Do you know people used to invite Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach to their houses because they felt if he looked at their houses, they'll have good bracha because he had an ayin toiv. If an ayin rod does damage, an ayin toiv heals. People will ask him, come to my house. Come to us, come, come. I want to show you. There's a sugi of ayin. We know people that have ayin toiv. A guy, you watch, a Mo Muller's happy with himself. He sees good in others. Everybody's so wonderful. Oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. What's everybody look so good? Because you embrace yourself. We embrace and accept and take our own self. We take it on. And then all of a sudden, people look wonderful. People look wonderful. Just surrounded by such wonderful people. So let's work hard, Yaakov and Sameach Bechelkoi, on embracing and accepting our own situations. And that will assist us on Ayin Toiv, seeing good others, Leif Toiv, being civil other people. There will be, before second say, there'll be a minion for Mencha in a minute.